Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doink and Doink Connects, the podcast where David and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number 58, where we're going to be going over the previous week in professional wrestling from the 28th, hopefully I get my dates right, the 28th of December to the 1st of January. We'll be going over Monday Night Raw, NXT AEW, and Friday Night SmackDown, along with a couple of sprinklings of NXT UK and 205 Live. We're going to jump right in to Monday Night Raw's notes. We have... McIntyre. What a weird angle. Well, yeah. th- th- let's let's start at the top. Miz gets his money bank, money in the bank contract back. What? So, so what they're they're doing, they're calling <sighs> this so stupid. is is he was the one that didn't cash in. He wasn't the one that physically handed the briefcase over to the referee. So they said, "Oh, nope, null and void." You know when the last time That's... someone cashed in without it being passed over to by the wrestler? Paul Heyman passed the briefcase over to the referee when Brock Brock Lesnar cashed in. What's the difference? In this case, John Morrison was playing the advocate of The Miz. He cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase, and it wasn't like Miz was trying to stop him. He wasn't saying, oh, no, no, I don't want to do it. No, Miz was already beating people up. Exactly. So it's like, (sighs) the whole angle of this thing is... asinine and stupid because you had someone cash in via an advocate just two years ago maybe three years ago now with no issue just because the guy won it, yeah it, exactly exactly it's, it's it's ass backwards and <clears throat> it's ridiculous it's completely it's completely um what's the word for it um asinine take, yeah asinine but it takes any oomph Credibility in the bank. Yeah. I mean, first of all, you messed up the money in the bank. And I love Otis, but giving it to Otis was a big mistake. It was. Because Because I'm not sure if you. Well, it's not even that. I'm not sure if you saw the um, the meme of Otis's Patrick Starfish. Yes. And then everyone surrounding him are these big, burly guys who are ready just to destroy him. Mm -hmm. Because Otis wasn't ready for that limelight. The guy who should have gotten the money in the bank contract. Off that roof. Nope. Nope. He doesn't need the contract. He's a a contender no matter what. Is it Alistair Black? Alistair Black. Alistair Black should have gotten that money in the bank contract because Heyman's original push and his idea with McIntyre was also discussed about having Black in that position. Hmm. So I think Black having the contract A fiend, or like a Drew McIntyre, it just it just made it, it makes more, a lot sense. more sense. So I love Otis. He just wasn't he wasn't the right winner. And, and then they and fumbled Miz, around with it yeah. to get the contract off of him. And they did this whole Miz storyline. I mean, shit. If they really wanted to do it, they could have done it with Ziggler. They could have just taken the contract off of him with Ziggler. Like mm-hmm. had him lose the whole Mandy Rose thing, have him lose the contract to Ziggler, have Ziggler win the Money in the Bank contract, have him have it, have him at, carry at it. At this point, Ziggler is more of a liable threat than the Miz is. Well, he and yeah, and Ziggler's in a tag team right now. I mean, it also helps I mean, when so technically you think about is the, the Miz, threat. but 
yeah. It, well, if you think about the fact that like Ziggler's partner is more dangerous than Morrison. Yeah. So it would have made sense to have Ziggler with it. I mean, Robert Roode wasn't around at that time, but that's negligible. He still would have been more of a a viable threat mm-hmm. with the Money in the Bank contract. And he could have been a... Can you imagine a, a, a shit heel like Ziggler having the Money in the Bank right now while Roman Reigns is the champion on SmackDown? Yeah, it's it's How legitimate. much fun that would be? Yeah. It's, it's, like, a, it's a legitimate thought. It's something that could work. But The Miz, it looks ridiculous with the Money in the Bank briefcase because he's not... He's not bringing any legitimacy to it. Yes, he so, isn't. And, and to give it back to him, as you're getting into Royal Rumble, and then right after Royal Rumble, you get right into WrestleMania. It's just, oh, God. Yeah. And I mean, it is what it is. He, he's going to cash in again sometime between now and May, because that's when Money in the Bank is. So it's like, who is he cashing in on? And what, what ridiculous angle is this going to be done? Exactly. Well... Um, the next point I wanted to bring up was tonight, as of recording this on the 4th of January, is WWE Monday Night Raw Legends Night. But along with Legends Night, there is a WWE Championship bout between Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee because of the number one contendership match between Lee and Sheamus last week. I love this this triangle here because it's it's... You have this super face, and another super face, and then a a tweener. Yes, in Sheamus. And the best part about this is you can build this all the way through the Rumble, uh-huh. all the way through Elimination Chamber, all the way past. Neither one of these guys needs to be in the title match at WrestleMania. You can build this past WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like have Lee loses. There's going to be some kind of shenanigans. I don't think Lee's going to lose clean. I think Sheamus is going to come out and maybe cost the match and whatever. If that's how they want to book it, that's how they'll book it. They just don't. I, they don't want to take the title off of McIntyre, and they don't want uh, Lee to lose clean. So obviously Sheamus needs to get involved in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. But that feud can then spill over into Royal Rumble where one may eliminate the other or uh-huh. they may eliminate each other or one may sneak back into the ring to eliminate the other, something like that. Yeah. Then you get them inside the elimination chamber where you're going for the number one contendership and both of them have excellent showings but neither one of them comes out on top and maybe you put somebody else into the WrestleMania picture or mm-hmm. if you really want to, you could put one of them two into the WrestleMania picture and that allows you to then build post-WrestleMania into the next set of pay-per-views with a different program. I I really like the three of these guys working together. I think it works very well. Mm-hmm. To me, um, again, I'm going to go back to my boy, Alistair Black. I'd love to see him return at the Royal Rumble, not win it, but then get into the Elimination Chamber, win the Elimination Chamber. I'd like to see him against Drew McIntyre. I really that'd would. Be, I think that would be, be such a good, a good match. match. Yeah. Now, I saw a really interesting graphic, and I don't think it's going to happen. But it's an interesting concept. Keith Lee is a member of a faction. He is the fifth member of Hurt Business. Really? And he is the WWE champion in Hurt Business. Really? As a heel. 
I don't think it's true, and I don't think it would work. But because they have somebody there already, exactly. They have mm. Bob Lashley as a potential championship competitor there. Yeah. Would it be cool? Eh, I'd, I'd like to see it happen. I don't think it it would work out for an extended period of time because Keith Lee is much better as a face. Yeah, exactly. Um, because he's so loved by the, by the uh, WWE universe. No, wrestling community. Forget the WWE universe. The whole wrestling community. Yes, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, next segment I wanted to mention: the women's tag division, specifically on Monday Night Raw. What the hell is happening? What is going on? We've mentioned this last week. The, Why the do we enti- keep going over it? It's it, it, it it's not getting fixed. It's, it's no, not getting fixed. It's not. There's like there's multiple ways that you could go about it and just re rejoin some tag teams because you had <coughs> when these well, belts actually. I am enjoying Billy Kay so much on SmackDown. Just that's why I said on that Raw. Character. That's okay. why I said on Raw because <laughs> Billy Kay be is that character. Billy oh Kay, my god. Billy Kay is a gem. Um at as this annoying pestering bug character where she just is getting in the way of people. Yes, by exactly. Try, by trying to join up with people, be the third member of the Street Profits and be part of the New Day and all this Here's my resume and my headshot. She's a gem. Yes, she is. She was. She's great with this character, but to make her legitimate, she needs Peyton Royce. Yes, correct. Um, and Peyton Royce needs her because we've noticed this after they broke up the iconics. Peyton Royce got stuck into another random thrown together tag team. And Billy Kay is going on a not even a singles run, but trying to get snuck into other tag teams run. Or be part of a faction or something. Exactly. Yeah. It's let's just not talk about it anymore. Let's 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 just look forward to the fact that on SmackDown you have your next tag team champions and that's the, the Riot, Riot Squad. Squad. Yes. Yes. A million times yes. Let's look forward to that. Yes. The next segment that I want to mention was Ricochet and Retribution. More, Can, more specifically, Ricochet, Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali. Yeah, these guys, these guys good are so good God. in the ring. They're so they good are in the so ring. good in the mic against each other. They're so good in the ring against each other. It's so. I uh, another concept I heard is that Ricochet inevitably joins Retribution, but Mustafa Ali has to decide: is it Ricochet? Or is it the rest of the faction? So it's Ricochet doesn't want to be part of Mustafa Ali's faction. He wants to be a tag team with Mustafa Ali. So and, if and that Dijak, means Thorn, that we get, yeah, if we get that, those wrestlers disbanded from Retribution, I would be okay as long as Dio Madden stays behind as a muscle. As a muscle. For that tag team. I can agree with that. And let Dijak get his singles run. Put Shane Thorne into the, you know, NXT 205 Put live the division. Cruiser, and, then, and then let Mia Yim just be the head baddie in charge. Please. Mm-hmm. They they have they have almost squashed Mia Yim with this reckoning character, in my opinion. 
Now, yes, they have. The, yeah, the, yeah. the final note I want to put down here for Raw. Did Randy Orton set Alexa Bliss on fire? <laughs> All of a sudden, he's an arsonist. He's nuts. All of a sudden. Bro, he he's burnt nuts. down the Wyatt compound years ago. That was years ago, though. Like, he just tapped into <laughs> something. He's nuts. I love and it. And didn't I, he and set I the Undertaker how... on fire multiple, multiple years ago? Yes, he did. Okay, so he's an arsonist. He's always been an arsonist. There you go. <laughs> I love how we were talking about him going into the uh, Firefly Funhouse, and lo and behold, he goes and just kills everybody inside. <laughs> oh, my God. Poor Ramblin' Rabbit got his freaking head ripped off. That's the what? most merciful death he's had. He's been poisoned. He's been crushed. I know. It was the quickest death he's experienced. I, I feel bad for Huskus Pig, though. I know. That, he just like, gets punted. Sh- yeah, straight punted in the face. Mercy gets thrown through the window against Abby. But the thing is... Oh, it's incredible. Where's the walrus? <laughs> the walrus Cuckoo. hasn't been there. I don't know. I don't know. Haven't seen him recently. But that basically finishes up everything when we wanted to talk about a Raw. We're going to move on to NXT... Um, first thing I wanted to mention is Grizzled Young Veterans are on a tear. Yes, they are. I think they might be the next tag team title contenders. The only issue is it's heel versus heel. Will Grizzled Young Veterans take those belts off of Lorcan and Birch? No. But will they take the belts off whomever takes off Lorcan and Birch? So say Brizango <sighs> regain those titles from Lorcan and Birch, do GYV take it off Brizango down the road? So I don't know if they see GYV with the belts. Really? I don't know if they do. I see him with the belts. But if they had seen him with the belts, don't you think maybe they would have given him the NXT championships? The UK titles? Mm-hmm. Didn't they, they hold the UK opportun- titles? I th- no, I thought it was um uh your boys in the um uh what's that other faction? Oh my god, I why am can't Googling I this. I didn't think GYV had the titles. NXT. I thought I thought it was Imperium who carried them. Then, the first ever NXT UK Tag Team Champions were James Drake and Zach Gibson. The grizzled young okay. veterans. So they were the first. Okay. And then they lost them to so, uh, SoCal. So, okay, that's Not what I was SoCal. thinking. Not SoCal. Um, uh, South, South Coast South Subculture. Coast subculture. Yeah. yeah, that's who I was thinking of, South Coast Subculture. Okay, so they did beat GYV. All right. Yes, they were the um, first ever titles. Hmm. I don't know, man. I really don't know what they're going to do with GYV. I mean, as much as we dog, you know, quote-unquote main roster for the shambles that that their tag divisions are in, I mean, the NXT tag division isn't necessarily in any kind of better shape right now because they really don't have answers to a lot of pertinent questions. There's so many heel tag teams. They don't have many face tag teams that you can think of. I don't think they're going to give the titles back to Brees Angle. That doesn't make any sense. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm enjoying watching them, though. I really am. Maybe Everize? If they're going to give it to a face team? Maybe? You know, with with how Everize has been performing lately, I can agree with that. I could see that being who they put the belts on. 
um, because Everize has become relevant more and more quickly. Um, so I could see it. Um, we did get an in-ring return uh, for Mercedes Martinez. She is oh, going to be man, she looks good. Yeah, she's looking really good. Um, I don't remember who she faced, but it was um, it was a good return for her. Quick, quick match. Um, it's it's basically what they ha- what happens when you have a returning superstar. You put them in a couple squash matches. It, yep. it it's good to see her back. She's going to get immediately strapped to the rocket and put in that first title defense or not first title, but the next title defense for Io Shirai. Um, because that's what's going to happen before Raquel. In my opinion, because Mercedes came and attacked um, EO last week or two weeks ago. Yes, the, exactly. Yeah. The next uh, thing I wanted to mention is that the Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor build his pain continued. Okay. Ahead, ahead of their match at NYE New Year's Evil this week. I know that we did our end of year stuff. Right, mm-hmm. and we talked about best overall male, best overall female, best newcomer. Dude, we blew this list. I'm sorry. I mean, I I like a lot of my answers. I'm looking at it right now because it's sitting on my desk. But you know, Finn Balor. I mean, the promo he cuts to William Rigo. I I don't need that. Just, let me see Kyle's. I'll I'll give him his award in the ring. Yeah, the, the the promo that Kyle O'Reilly cuts in the ring about how like he likes the fact that he's going to keep that award, but it doesn't mean anything. And then he's just standing against Finn and just poking him in the chest, in the belt, mm-hmm. carrying cross, then coming out and like interrupting the whole thing, telling everybody that it, it doesn't matter who has the belt, that's mine. Mm-hmm. And and then then the spillover with Damian Priest. Yeah, like we're gonna okay. get. It's gonna be. You okay. thought that so Ilya break, versus break, break out, break Breakout star, I know I said Jey Uso, it's Kyle O'Reilly. Male of the year, I know I said Drew McIntyre, it's Finn Balor. Uh, just give me all of NXT. I don't need anything else, man. I don't need another wrestling promotion in the world. Yeah. It's so good. It is so good, man. The build to this match, I cannot wait for Wednesday when I can just sit down and I can watch... Balor O'Reilly too. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna gonna myself watch it. Um, the we mentioned uh, Cross and Priest brawling. Uh, that's ahead of their match at New Year's Evil. That's gonna be brutal as hell. Um, yep. and we're also getting another match. Um, this is from some 205 Live and some NXT stuff. Grand Metalik is facing Santos Escobar for the cruiserweight title at New Year's Evil. That's do, gonna be a good match. Do we see? No, we do not see Jordan Devlin. No, I don't think we see Jordan Devlin. Um, there's still that whole speak out movement thing that happened overseas, and there's still everything that's going on with that in the wrestling community. I don't think that they're gonna have Devlin traveling over here yet. What I okay. do think is. Escobar's going to hold, he's going to retain against Grand Metalik, but I think um, the real number one contender, isn't it Kurt Stallion? And he's been on a tear on 205 Live, just like um, Mansoor has been on a tear on 205 Live. Mansoor hasn't lost a match yet. 
I think mm-hmm. he's ten and zero. Yeah. If you count all his Jetta stuff as well, I think he's ten and zero. That's incredible. Let me do a quick Google so, search. I th- I think that sure. Grand Metalik and and Escobar is going to be a, a very tightly contested match. I think um, it's probably going to shock a few people because um, many people don't get to see Metalik in those one on one you know scenarios. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I do like the fact that it's a, a true luchador match. You have somebody who unmasked himself as a luchador during the Cruiserweight tournament, which was Escobar, and then you had Grand Metalik, who is a luchador, who doesn't remove his mask. You don't know who it is underneath. I can't wait to see these two flying around the ring. So, Mansoor is actually... um. 53, 1, and 46. He lost on NXT a good majority of his um, matches. But in WWE, he is 14 and 0. Okay, I, I, I had a feeling like it was it was like a crazy run he's on right now on the on like the main brand 205 stuff. Yeah. So he's 14 and 0 on 205 Live. Well, that means he should be the number one contender, no? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. because if you go like AEW where records matter, damn Monsoor is pretty good. Yeah, he is. Damn good. So, and the final thing for NXT is Johnny Gargano broke the championship curse for I know, retaining. He finally defended his title. He finally defended and retained his title against Leon Ruff. I know. Poor Leon Ruff. <coughs> Poor guy. Now he's going to get relegated to some division. Unless they... Uh, well, yeah. I mean, unless they keep him in the NXT Cruiserweight... Not the Cruiserweight. No, the, uh, they're going to keep North him in the, American American, the North American title picture, I think. I hope so. That'd be good. Yeah, he's great. He's so he, good. He's such a good underdog. Yeah. These, that's definitely... He is what Johnny Gargano used to be. Okay. I see that. Yeah. Because he's he's got the heart, he's got the fire, and yep. he's showing it against a heel, John Gargano, and it's kind of like looking in a mirror as to what John Gargano used to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, moving on to AEW, <clears throat> there isn't a lot to talk about in terms of storylines because there weren't a lot of storylines built this week. There was no need for storylines. There was this no was... need for storylines. This was the Brody Lee tribute show. If to I told you, anybody who I almost cried yeah. numerous times if watching you, this. If you didn't have tugs on your heartstrings, like just seeing the outpouring of the wrestling community to, you know, John Huber's family, um, and the stories people were telling, and like the one that was big to me was I think it was Wardlow who talks about. The match with Cody and um, Brody Lee for the uh, TNT title, mm-hmm. and how you know Wardlow was in Cody's locker room, and Brody Lee came in and thanked um, Cody for doing that match with him, for putting him yeah. over that way. And it's like you hear stuff like that, and you're just like. You know, he's such a good guy. He was so well-respected in the wrestling community. And he was he was what people described him as 
the complete opposite of the character he portrayed. He portrayed, exactly. Everybody sees him as this gigantic, menacing monster. And in all actuality, he is the cuddliest, softest teddy bear and would do anything to further the talent within whatever division he's in, business company he's in, match he's in. It's, you know, it's a big loss of the wrestling community. A lot of people have felt it across all promotions. Once again, you know, to the Huber family, um, it was a night to celebrate, you know, their husband, their father. Um, the fact that Tony, Tony Khan, Khan came out, um, basically retired the TNT championship the way it is currently designed, basically making um, negative zero. Negative one. Neg- negative one, I'm sorry. Um, the forever, mm-hmm. you know, TNT championship holder saying that John Huber, Brody Lee, was the greatest TNT champion to it's, ever hold the belt. It's legit. He was. It, uh, it it's devastating to say the least. Again, forty one years old is too young to be losing anybody. I mean, not to go on a tangent, but today in the metal community, you know, the lead singer of Amon Amarth, he uh, passed away today unexpectedly. Forty one years old. That's it's crazy. just it's crazy, man. It is it is crazy, and you know. AEW did all the right things this past week when it came to that show. It was mm-hmm. a strict, you know, memorial to John Huber, aka Brody Lee. Um, and even in some of the, you know, we didn't highlight it, but Xavier Woods during Monday Night Raw, you know, doing the discus lariat, doing the uh, the slingshot into the ropes. Yeah, when um, uh, Drew opened Raw, Drew last opened week. up. Yeah. Exactly. Um, he basically like said, all, "It's Monday. All, you know what that means." Yep. It um, all like nice little nods to the guy, and then I'm not sure if you saw the uh, the video online of um, Adam Cole taking the discus lariat from Brody Jr. Yeah, I did see that at the New Year's yeah. Eve party. Yeah, isn't that nuts? That like I wonder what kind of <sighs> I would hope that they would look p- past that. And not do anything to punish Adam Cole because the TNT title was in the shot and everything like that. So, I mean, I, I don't think that'd be an issue. I um, know, but you never know with McMahon. He he holds yeah. those weird grudges, man. Like he has people on 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 a blacklist that he's never going to allow back into the E, whether that's Jericho or whether that's uh, John Moxley or um, Jr. or you know anybody else who decide to associate themselves with AEW. Shivani. Shavoni, Sting, I mean, Rose. I just, I just hope that, like, that video going out there showing like how important Huber was to the wrestling community, isn't think, a detriment to somebody like Adam Cole because, dude, if if Adam Cole felt slighted in any way and Adam Cole wanted to be all elite, oh god, oh he would, he, he would in a heartbeat. Yeah, um. The other thing, I don't think it's so much of an issue. Um, I hope not, one, because it is memorializing John Huber, but it's also because there are multiple posts all over Adam Cole's Instagram of him and Britt Baker. Well, they're 
they're getting I mean, married. So it's, yeah. it's what can you do about that? You can't do anything is. about it. So it's the fact that he was at this party with his fiance, and he's with a little kid who and the just kid lost wants to play th- around. Exactly. exactly. So it's if McMahon has an issue with it, that's on McMahon. That's not on the WWE. That's on McMahon himself. Yep. But nevertheless, that is basically AEW in a nutshell. Yep. Best show of the week. Hands down. Yeah, it's not close. It's it, really there's not no close. no closeness at all. No. Um no. Friday Night SmackDown. We are getting a it's gonna be a really good match uh this coming week between Big E and Apollo Cruz for the IC title. In the Yeah, the the way it was set up was kind of weird, but um I do enjoy it. I mean I want to see them two in the ring together. I think it's gonna be a it's going to be a very strong match. Um, yes, definitely. It was weird. It was weird how it's set up. Um, I mean, Sami Zayn um, tagging with uh, Baron Corbin. Um, yeah. One thing I didn't like was that you had Baron Corbin out there with his his little posse. Knights of but the Lone Wolf. Yeah, they didn't like. Why couldn't they have tagged or something like that? Why did it have to be like a mixed tag between Zayn and Corbin, and then Corbin just kind of like says, eh, screw you, I'm out of here. Yeah, and it's also, so, here's my thought, and I'll I'll let you answer me on this, how, what you think. He is known as the Lone Wolf. Mm-hmm. Why does he have a posse? Because now he's the king and he needs his king's court. Okay, so call him the king's court. Don't call him the Knights of the Lone Wolf, because that just, it's like, it's an oxymoron. I, I guess. I don't mind it because I like just seeing both those guys back, Wesley Blake and Jake Cutler. Trust me, the, I'm uh, happy to have them back too. But no, Steve, it's like, Steve Cutler. Steve Cutler, I'm sorry. Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake. Yeah. Um, We already mentioned uh, Riot Squad. They're getting on a roll. They got a yep. victory over Tamina and Natalia. Even though it was a distraction because of Peyton Royce. Uh, no, Billy Kay. Billy Kay. Billy Kay. Um, yeah, they're getting on a roll. They'll be your yep. next uh, tag champs. I think so. Hopefully. Um, speaking of on a roll and possibly next tag champs, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode d- d- killed pretty much. Yeah. Um Street Profits. Street Profits and um, Montez, Montez Ford's Ford. leg. Yeah, with that chair to the... To the My uh, God. Yeah, yeah. I watched that and I was like, is he like hurt, hurt? Because well, it looks some, sometimes when they when they do an angle like that is because a wrestler is actually sustaining like that's a real kind, injury. That's kind of what I was thinking: is was he hurt, hurt, and they're trying to write him off TV? Yeah. So, um, I think it's going to be. I like watching Robert Roode and um, Ziggler. You Me know, too. Tag together. And I like fit, them as singles, and they fit so well. They so. fit so well, and they fit a lot better on SmackDown than they did on Raw, in my opinion. I didn't mind them on Raw. I just didn't like the way they would be written on Raw. So yeah. But now, does Kevin always have a death wish? I don't know. I mean, he because continues going after. Why? Reigns. Yeah. Why does he keep going after the 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 head of the table? Just, just. I, I understand. You know. You want to stake your claim, but he's not to be uh, trifled with. No. Uh no, he's not. Um and. Rain, uh, not Reigns. Owens was thrown off. What would you say? It was probably a 20? 
25 yeah, foot balcony? I guess. I into mean, a couple of into tables. tables. Oh, I don't know, man. This guy, like I said, he has a death wish uh, because he just keeps going after Mr. Reigns, the, the, the uh, head of the table, our tribal chief. Um, God, Owens, you have a wife and kids to think of, man. Yeah. <laughs> just stop, please. He needs, to, he needs to chill. He needs to just relax. I'm not gonna lie. Calm I love down. the I love the angle, but I I, I really I, I that poor guy's putting his body through hell. Oh yeah, with without any doubt on my mind. Yeah, but I think that wraps up this previous week in wrestling. Unless you have anything else that I've passed over. No. Um. Again, not to harken back. You know, once again, best wishes to the Huber family. Yep. Um. New Year's Evil is coming up this Wednesday, yes, so maybe we'll do a uh, we'll do a uh, predictions show uh, sometime before that, just to kind of get on here and give you guys some uh, fuel to banter back and forth with us before the show happens. If not, just keep an eye out on maybe Instagram, yeah, we'll, Twitter, we'll, or you'll Facebook. You'll definitely see something on on social media um, with our predictions for New Year's Evil, um, but. Of course, obviously, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dave the Doink, at DJ Ald, or at Double Doink Network. Um, we'll contact you guys there. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can obviously hit us up there. If you guys liked what you've heard, definitely share the show. We are located on all your favorite streaming platforms between Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. Um, but other than that, I think this wraps this show up. This has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.